This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. To get a front row seat to American agriculture, sign up for American Farm Bureau's free e-newsletter at fb.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Department of Agriculture has reversed course on a previous plan to tighten payment limits for farm programs. Farm Service Agency Administrator Richard Fordyce says a correction to the rule was necessary to ward off unintended consequences, but advocates for tighter payments say the action sends the wrong signal to farm country. Phil Brasher has more in his story on agripulse.com. As we learn more about the makeup of the Biden administration in the coming months, a key ag lobbyist says that should also tell us more about the administration's priorities on farm policy. Speaking to members of the National Association of Farm Broadcasting, Washington farm policy lobbyist Michael Torrey says the administration's ag secretary pick will inform some of the department's policy initiatives. I think we're all anxious to see who the secretary of ag is going to be because I think that will send a a clear signal on the priority of the department. If they go with an urban member, I think that says something, whereas if they go with a traditional member, that says something different. Biden has not announced his pick for Ag Secretary nor any other cabinet position. Former North Dakota Senator Heidi Heidkamp is said to be in the running for the position, but progressives in Ag are pushing back and suggesting Marsha Fudge or Shelley Pingree might be good fits instead. Tory says no matter the direction and policy bend of the department, there will certainly be some changes coming to the House Ag Committee with the departure of longtime top Democrat Colin Peterson. Obviously, ag committees are normally focused on commodity programs and hunger programs, but a number of members of Congress have joined the committee from urban areas because of hunger and feeding programs specifically. He says agriculture will need to see which Democratic lawmakers take up their issues in the upcoming Congress. The coming months will also be critical for the future of the nation's biofuel policy. AgriPulse's Ben Nulli has more. Biofuel groups are preparing for several scenarios as to how the Trump administration could handle remaining small refinery exemption petitions. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Andrew Wheeler still has to act on 52 pending petition requests dating from compliance years 2011 to 2020. Speaking at the National Association of Farm Broadcasting's annual virtual convention, American Coalition for Ethanol's Ron Lamberty says EPA has a few options. I could see maybe a you know, as the last tip of the hat to the oil industry by the Trump administration, that maybe they go ahead and grant them. Or maybe they say, you know, hey, we'll we'll let you make this decision as one of your first ones to decide which industry you tick off first. So there's a couple of different ways it could go. But um, I, I hope the outcome, the final outcome is that they have to meet the standard. The administration also must set annual volume obligations in the renewable fuel standard. National Biodiesel Board's Tom Berry says increasing future targets will depend on who the next EPA administrator is. That will be the biggest variable that we'll face. So whoever is going to be in that position, we'll uh, continue to do our best to present our case for higher RFS volumes of biomass diesel and advanced biofuels. You never know what's how this is going to shake out. So I guess if the Biden administration gets in, we, we expect a more friendly EPA administration. So we'll, we'll see. The Trump administration has yet to finalize volumes and must do so by November 30th. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. A leading ag economist says an expected drop in direct government payments will have mixed results on operations across the country. While payments from programs like the Market Facilitation or Coronavirus Food Assistance programs are expected to decrease or even go away entirely, commodity prices are also expected to recover next year. Nate Kaufman is the vice president of the Omaha branch of the Kansas City Fed. 
He says accounting for that increase should soften the blow of losing MFP and CFAP. So once you build in those increases in commodity prices, you're probably back to a, a you're at least closer to a point where you could say that farm income, at least nationally again, high level, is closer to where we had been in the years prior, which is not necessarily a great picture, but it's much better than what we would have seen, for example, in April and May when those payments were going to be very, very critical. He says there's still some uncertainty in how the change in direct payments will impact the overall farm economy, which will have to play out in 2021. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. To get a front row seat to American agriculture, sign up for American Farm Bureau's free e-newsletter at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.